0: This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup.
1: For the second time in two days, another person is killed riding a bicycle on a highway, this time the Henry Hudson. I'm Marla Diamond on the Upper West Side.
2: More than a month after Hurricane Ida, boil water advisory is still in effect for more than a quarter million homes in North Jersey. I'm Sean Adams in Woodland Park.
3: Why do New Yorkers have to be vaccinated in arenas when out-of-town athletes and performers don't? We need one standard for everyone. We'll hear from the state senator trying to make that happen and about the likelihood of a police and
0: firefighter mandate. And Joe Connolly checks in with last night's Carnegie Hall reopening and why it means so much to New York.
3: Twenty years ago today, America went to war. We'll dip into the news radio archives for this date's milestone. This
0: is Thursday, the 7th of October. WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. Good morning. Some clouds and fog and then some sunshine later on today as we head for a high of 70 to 75. I'm Paul Murnane.
3: I'm Wayne Cabot. This sadly is the second morning in a row that we've seen a road closure in the city because of a bicyclist who decided to ride where they shouldn't and got hit and killed by a car in a major highway. Marla Diamond is at the Henry Hudson Parkway this morning. Marla, good morning. What happened?
1: Good morning, Wayne and Paul. This time it was a person on a city bike that was killed in the southbound lanes of the Henry Hudson near West 104th Street. It happened shortly after midnight. Police say the cyclist, a man in his 40s, was struck by a car driven by a 73-year-old man who remained at the scene until paramedics arrived. The cyclist was taken to Mount Sinai, St. Luke's, where he was pronounced dead. E-bikes and bicycles are prohibited on any roadway with a speed limit greater than 30 miles per hour. And as you mentioned, this is the second time in two days that a cyclist has been killed on the city's highways. Early Wednesday morning, an e-bike rider was struck and killed by a driver on the Belt Parkway in South Ozone Park. The driver and the occupants of that car fled on foot, abandoning the car on the shoulder. This morning's accident snarled southbound traffic for hours as police diverted southbound traffic off the highway at West 125th Street in Harlem. The highway has since been reopened. It is unclear why that city bike rider was on this busy highway. And we're live on the Upper West Side. Marla Diamond, WCBS News Radio, 880.
0: Marla, New York's Police Commissioner Dermot Shea says he's ready to require the vaccination of all 35,000 members of the NYPD. Right now, just about one-third are not vaccinated.
3: I would be supportive of a, uh, a vaccine mandate. I've said that from day one. I think that the science, the health, the emergency situation that we're in, um, it, it makes sense.
0: The vaccination rate is even lower at the FDNY, where Commissioner Dan Nigro says he, too, supports a vax mandate. And
3: one state senator sees a loophole in the city's vaccination law that he wants to close involving out-of-town performers and athletes, and a report on that next.
0: There was water, water everywhere, but six weeks after Ida, there's not a drop to drink in parts of four towns. Sean Adams in Passaic County, where the supply has been contaminated, and people want answers. Sean, what can we tell them?
2: Tell tell them this. There could be relief in a matter of days, perhaps a week. For more than a month now, the tap water has not been potable in Patterson, Passaic, and also in parts of Clifton and Woodland Park. 270,000 customers affected here. The Passaic Valley Water Commission is racing to clear the system. Hurricane Ida triggered massive runoff that tainted the New Street Reservoir up on Garrett Mountain. Now, that reservoir holds treated water, so it had to be flushed out. Now the Water Commission is clearing the pipes. Hundreds of miles of pipes and fire hydrants, more than 4,000. The Commission's website lists supermarkets where bottled water is available for free. So far, this has cost close to $2 million. Once the hydrants are flushed out, then the system has to be tested, so clean water could be just a matter of days away. Wayne, Paul.
3: Sean, thank you. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? The answer really matters, and we'll take you there next. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Craig Allen's here. I drove through a very brief shower this morning. It took all of about uh, 30 seconds for the wipers to go <laughs> on and off. Craig, are you there? I heard a cough and then no Craig. Jeez, mm. I, didn't mean, I didn't, mean to, <laughs> didn't mean to knock you
0: over with that report of a shower this I th- morning. I think he's run to get himself a lozenge.
3: Clouds giving way to sunny intervals today. I don't know what Craig's personal forecast is, but that's yours. The high today between 70 and 75.
0: And then for tonight, is partly cloudy, lows, lower 60s, 55 to 60 inland for tonight.
3: Tomorrow, mixed clouds and sun, mid-70s, and Saturday should start with sun, giving way to clouds, maybe a shower late in the day, high around 70, and a windy day Sunday, chance of rain especially from the city south
0: and east. Cloudy skies above, 64 in Manhattan this morning. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Stock futures indicating a higher opening this morning. And Joe Conaway is going to be live all morning long at 25 and 55. Right now he's here about a major business reopening last night, Joe. Paul Carnegie Hall reopened last night for the first time in 572 days with a packed, vast, and masked house. And the opening piece was titled 7 O'Clock Shout, recreating the banging of the pots and pans in honor of New York's health care workers early in the pandemic. Here's how it sounded. You'll hear the audience cheer. Carnegie Hall's reopening night is free to watch online, and it opens with a powerful salute to the arts industry in New York, including to youth music programs, too. It's at... where else? Carnegie Hall. Dot org. Joe you know thanks. how to get there. All right, Joe, thanks. And, uh, you know, the pots and pans banging there puts to mind a little Blue Oyster Cult riff in my head this morning. <laughs> really? Don't fear the Reaper a little bit there.
3: <laughs> That's good stuff, Joe. Thank you. There's a state senator in New York who wants to close what he sees as a loophole in the city's vaccine requirements for indoor events. And WCBS's Steve Burns has that.
0: It sends the wrong message, says State Senator Brad Hoylman, when everyone in the crowd at a place like Madison Square Garden needs to be vaccinated, but visiting athletes and performers
2: don't. There's no reason why a celebrity or a professional athlete or an entertainer shouldn't have the same requirements as. Everyday New Yorkers.
0: He's filing a bill to close what he says is a loophole. One that was exposed when comedian Joe Rogan performed at Madison Square Garden last weekend. Rogan has been a vaccine skeptic. It could also become an issue as unvaccinated athletes come through playing the Knicks, Nets and Rangers. Everyone on the home teams needs to have the shot.
2: We're here buying their tickets and promoting their livelihood. Uh, I think they owe it to
0: us, frankly. Hoylman says Mayor de Blasio can make the fix himself, though de Blasio has said he sees someone coming through briefly as a different reality. Steve Burns, WCBS News Radio, 880.
3: It is the Morning News Roundup. Thursday is here, and so are we. I'm Wayne Kepp. And I'm Paul Mernay with your three things to know this morning. Federal judge has suspended the Texas abortion ban. Planned Parenthood hopes clinics can resume abortions there soon.
0: Number two, Los Angeles is about to require proof of vaccination for practically every indoor public space, including malls and gyms. And three, the New York City
3: Council votes today on a citywide climate adaptation plan to evaluate sea
0: level rise and flash floods. Twenty years ago today, America went to war. From our news archives, 88 seconds and sound now for October 7th.
3: Good afternoon. 2001. President George W. Bush announcing war over
1: 9-11. On my orders, the United States military has begun strikes against Al Qaeda terrorist training camps and military installations of the Taliban regime in Afghanistan.
3: And would temporarily defeat the Taliban protectors of its murderous architect, Osama bin Laden. The Taliban regrouped and regained control in the 19 years and eight months that U.S. troops would maintain a presence there. America's longest war? was Vietnam plus five months, final cost $2.2 trillion, and the lives of 176,000 soldiers, civilians, aid workers, and journalists. In the other 21st century war, the one in Iraq, President Bush conceded on this date. In 2004, Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction. 1995 central park became a giant open-air cathedral as pope john paul ii celebrated mass wrapping up a u.s visit that also included newark
1: i pray for you all and assure you of my profound esteem
3: 2018 a limousine lost its brakes and crashed in Skohari, new york killing all 18 aboard and two people waiting in line outside of a store Our Mike Smeltz reported that afternoon.
1: This horrific crash
0: began with the idea from a group of friends to get together on a fall Saturday afternoon to celebrate another friend's birthday. It's likely the lack of seatbelts played a significant role in the high number of casualties. 1996, a new source
3: for news debuted. Fair and balanced, Fox News Channel. Spotify was born on this date in 2008, and a legendary radio station died in 88. And so, for the very last time, that's what's happening. I'm Doug O'Brien, WNBC, New York. Giving way to what would soon become a new legend. Sports Radio 66, WFAN, New York. This is October 7th.
0: The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day.